What is up and welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. Excited to be here with you to talk 49ers for just a little bit, maybe like a half an hour, something like that. So jump in here and uh, let's talk together. Gonna kind of go through um, the latest edition of the 49ers Web Zone Mailbag and discuss some of the questions that uh, different 49ers fans were asking and uh, kind of give my my two cents on that. Yesterday, uh, which was Tuesday, John Lynch spoke at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, talked uh, about a lot of different uh, topics, talked about defensive coordinator, which we're going to get into here in a minute. I uh, talked about Brandon Ayuk and said that uh, he and the 49ers want to keep Ayuk with the team. Uh, Chase uh, Chase Sr., about three hours ago on Twitter, posted the 49ers have no plans of trading Brandon Ayuk and want to sign him to a long-term deal. And here's the thing. Ayuk's agent is Ryan Williams of Athletes First. And according to Chase Sr., he is the best friend of John Lynch. And uh, Lynch, I, I guess, was the best man at Williams' wedding. And so according to Chase Sr., he was told no way Ayuk leaves. So that's good news uh, for those of us who want Brandon Ayuk to stay with the 49ers long-term. Happy about that. And uh, so that's really good news. I think, the, but I mean, that's kind of was the thinking all along is that they were going to work out something um, to keep Brandon Ayuk with the 49ers long-term. A lot of people think that uh, is not going to happen with uh, Debo Samuel um, on the books for as much as he's on. But uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a second, how we how how we can see the 49ers have staggered some of their contracts. Um, so I think that they can get creative and figure out um, how to do this. So let's jump into the uh, 49ers web zone mailbag and see what has been on your mind. So here's the first question is from Brian. Who are you hoping for as defensive coordinator? Well, I think that... All of us were hoping for a big outside name like Bill Belichick or somebody like that. Uh, but I, I think Pete Carroll, some people wanted him. I don't know if I really wanted Pete Carroll or not. Belichick would be a dream, but look, we've known all along that it's not going to happen. I mean, they're not going to bring in Bill Belichick. He's just not, he's not going to go be a defensive coordinator after being a legendary head coach for all of these years. So we know that the 49ers have interviewed uh, former Chargers head coach Brandon Staley. Some fans are excited about that because when he was the defensive coordinator for the LA Rams back in 2020, they had the number one defense in the NFL. Now they had Aaron Donald and uh, they had uh, Jalen Ramsey and they had some other good players on that defense. But still, he was the coordinator of the top defense in the league. And uh, when he was with the Chargers, he didn't have quite the success. In fact, they were terrible. So, so a lot of fans aren't excited about that and don't want anything to do with uh, uh, with Brandon Staley. Uh, you know, I, it, it kind of sounds like because because yesterday John Lynch said that there uh, he didn't anticipate any major changes with the philosophy of the defense. And so I don't know how he defines major changes, but uh, 
I mean, Brandon Staley is a 3-4 guy. He's a Vic Fangio guy. He runs a complicated defense, and the 49ers like to keep it simple so that their players can read and react quickly. Um, so they're playing with a lot of speed and a lot of tenacity, and they don't just don't want them having to overthink anything. And so it would seem like Brandon Staley would not be a good fit. But uh, according to uh, Matt Barrows, after John Lynch addressed uh, reporters uh, yesterday, he met kind of backstage with some local reporters. And in that time, as Barrows was saying something about uh, not uh, maybe, maybe Brandon Staley not being the right fit or something like that, he said that John Lynch interrupted him and said, well, don't rule him out yet. He said that Staley is uh, really smart and he he's good enough that he can make some adjustments. So there is that, that possibility still out there. But my concern is that they had a, a coach last year uh, come in in Steve Wilkes who had to make adjustments to the 49ers defense and then they fired him after one season and said that he wasn't the right fit. So uh, I'm just not sure how this would be really that different. Um, so I'm just not sure that Brandon Staley is the right uh, candidate. I'm not sure that uh, that he would be the one anyway. Uh, just I just can't get past the 3-4 thing. Uh, they also have uh, interviewed uh, the 49ers defensive passing game coordinator, Nick Sorensen. Um that you know, I, I think that he might be a good fit. Uh, but some like uh 49ers defensive backs coach Daniel Bullocks, who's also another one that uh that they either have interviewed or will inter interview um later this week. And so those are a couple of uh, uh of names there. Uh also it was reported today that the 49ers are interviewing Chiefs defensive backs coach David Merritt for their defensive coordinator position. So I, I really like that. I'm probably most excited about that uh, just because he's a, he's a Spagnolo guy. And uh, I mean, we've, we've seen what Steve Spagnolo can do to, to offenses. And so if David Merritt is anything like Spagnolo, then I, I think that uh, he could come in and do some really good things with the 49ers. Also, he's been there. He's, he's been a part of what was one of the top, pass defenses in the NFL. Uh, so uh, I think that might be a good uh, a good option. Plus, he's coming from a championship team, a team with multiple Super Bowls, uh, part of that winning culture. And so this is the kind of guy that you want to go land. And so I think that uh, uh, the Chiefs uh, defensive backs coach David Merritt might be a great fit for the 49ers. Um, I'm not entirely sure about the scheme fit, but uh, I, I, I kind of like that uh, that fit so far. Next question is from Ed. He asks, barring any trades, what positions will the 49ers address with its 11 potential draft picks? And what position gets multiple picks in April? So here are the positions that I feel like the 49ers are going to address either through free agency or the draft. Uh, first is offensive line. I mean, the right side of the offensive line needs help. It's not that Spencer Burford and Colton McKivitz are bad. It's just that they really aren't good enough. And so we saw that in the Super Bowl 
late once John Feliciano went down and Spencer Burford came in. It's not that he was terrible, but in maybe the biggest play of the offense's season, uh, he miscommunicated or misread what he was supposed to do and forgot to block Chris Jones, and we know the rest. Um, but I think that the 49ers need they need to upgrade at right tackle. They also need to bring in a tackle that can ultimately replace Trent Williams because who knows how much longer he's going to play, maybe another year or two. Um, but eventually Trent Williams is going to retire and the 49ers are going to need to replace him. So I wouldn't mind seeing them um, upgrade at center, but I do know that the 49ers, especially offensive line coach Chris Forrester, really likes Jake Brendel. And so we'll see how that goes. I think that Feliciano was a good fit for the offensive line. Uh, and I'd like to see him come back. Uh, but in uh, Lynch and Lynch actually talked about Feliciano on uh, Tuesday and uh, said that he was a good fit for the offensive line and that they'd like to bring him back. So hopefully that's going to happen. So that's the first uh, offensive line, particularly tackle and uh, guard on the right side. I, I think that they need to upgrade there unless Feliciano's coming back. Uh, my next one is edge rusher or defensive end. So Chase Young, Randy Gregory, Cleland Furl, all three of them are free agents. And so maybe none of them come back or maybe one of them comes back. I don't know, but I, I, it's possible that Chase Young signs a team-friendly one-year deal to try and get more money next season. I mean, he obviously he had the opportunity this season, but uh, he really didn't come through like, uh, like we all thought that he would. So, but they really need somebody to step up on the opposite side of Nick Bosa. I feel like we've been saying this for years and they still haven't found that person. Um, so Drake Jackson is, is someone who we hoped would become that guy, but so far he hasn't been. Robert Bill Jr. is another one that has some potential. He barely played last season due to injuries. And so I, I just don't know what to expect from those uh, those two. And so I think that the 49ers need to go out and get somebody. I don't believe that they're going to bring in a big name, uh, but uh, maybe, uh, you know, if we think of, uh, of the draft at this, cause they've reportedly, they've already talked to uh, multiple uh, edge rushers uh, at the combine. And so definitely looks like they're looking at uh, edge or defensive end. And so I, I think that that's good because we need to see more pass rush from this group, uh, especially from the side opposite of Nick Bosa. So I think that they'll attack that in, in uh, the first round. Uh, or they're going to go offensive line in the first round. I think that one of those two positions they'll go after in the first round. The next one on my list is cornerback. Uh, the 49ers have two really good corners in Charverius Ward and Diamador Lenore. Um, but after that, it's a little questionable. The team's high on Darrell Luter Jr., but he didn't play enough as a rookie to show that he's uh, going to be the guy that they really like. I mean, Lynch had some good things to say about him, uh, but Lynch also said this yesterday about the cornerback position. He said, that's a position you have to address every year. You just can't have enough of them. So 
I would expect the 49ers to draft a corner or two. How early? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Also, defensive tackle. I think they need a run-stuffing defensive tackle. Maybe Kalia Davis is that guy, but so far he hasn't shown it, mainly because he's been injured. But I think that he's one that uh, – or that position is one that they need some help. Uh, I don't know if that'll be a draft kind of guy or maybe somebody they pick up in free agency. We'll see. Um, also, wide receiver. Um, Lynch said on Tuesday, um, uh, as I mentioned, that the 49ers want to keep Brandon Ayuk. He also talked about wanting to keep Jawan Jennings uh, beyond just this this coming season. So I think they're going to try and work out some kind of, of extension. But even if they are able to keep both, they still need to address the wide receiver position. Debo Samuel is always hurt, uh, it seems like. I mean, he plays so physically that uh, it's no wonder that he, I'm surprised that he doesn't get hurt more. Um, and then you look at Danny Gray and Ronnie Bell, they they neither have developed into the players that you want. I mean, Danny Gray has one career catch, and I think it's for like seven yards or something like that. And so that's just not going to get it done. Now, I can say with confidence that the 49ers won't draft a kicker or a punter. So hopefully that eases your mind and you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but uh, uh, when it comes to these receivers, um, they, it it would seem like that's not an area that they need to go after, but I, I think that they need to, um, especially with the future in mind, and I think that they probably will. So um, next question, what would the cap impact be if the 49ers traded Debo or Kittle? I love both guys, but they are hurt all the time. This is from William. Um, I, I don't think that, that Debo Samuel or George Kittle will be traded this offseason. Uh, now, there was an article put out by Mike Silver, I think today, that uh, he he mentioned Debo Samuel a couple of different times, I think, as a, uh, as a potential trade bait kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't see it happening, but I guess it could. Uh, I think that it's more likely that if if the 49ers need salary cap space, like if they want to go uh, pick up a big free agent, I think it's more likely that they restructure some deals. And uh, we're going to look at that uh, here in just a second. But I just I, I, I don't expect that they would trade some of their guys like Kyle Juszczyk or Debo Samuel or George Kittle um, or Eric Armstead. But who knows? I mean, but here's here's what I got from overthecap.com uh, as far as the the impact on the salary cap. So Debo Samuel is set. Uh, his cap hit this year uh, for 2024 is 28,633,765. So so almost 29 million for Debo Samuel, which is a lot for him. If he's traded before June 1st, the team could save almost $7 million. Now, if they trade him after June 1st, they would save about $22 million. So crazy, uh, crazy cap savings there. Now, George Kittle, his cap hit for 2024 is almost $22 A uh, lot of money between those two. I, I get that. Uh, if Kittle's traded before June 1st, the 49ers could save 
about $3 million. If they trade him after June 1st, the, they could save $14 million. Uh, but again, I don't think either of them are going to be uh, traded. Uh, I mean, look at if you trade a player like Debo Samuel or George Kittle, if you trade them after June 1st, it's really not going to help your team that's that year. I mean, if you're in a situation where you just have to get under the cap, um, you, you know, then maybe you do something like that. But I'm, I don't think the 49ers are going to be in that situation. And so for that reason, I don't think that they're going to do it because June 1st is after uh, the draft. It's well into free agency. And so at that point, if you trade away somebody like Debo, you really don't have much of an opportunity to go find somebody that's going to be any better um, or even as good. And so because of that, I don't see them trading anybody after June the 1st. Now, another one that's being thrown out as a potential trade options, Eric Armstead, his cap hit in 2024 is, uh, is a little over 28 million. Uh, it's the third highest on the team right behind uh, Debo Samuel, um, who's behind Trent Williams. Um, if the 49ers traded Armstead before June 1st, they could save almost two and a half million. Uh, if they trade him after June 1st, they would save, uh, a little over 18 million. But again, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, but he, but here's, here's the creativity. This, here's how the 49ers have, structured their these big contracts and and how they've kind of staggered them so armstead is is going to count for uh, over 28 million in 2024 but next season in 2025 it drops almost in half down to 15.5 million basically uh debo samuel's contract is similar it's uh it's going to be uh almost 29 million for 2024 um, and then by 2026, it drops down to about 8.5 million. So it's a huge drop there. Um, so I think that this gives them some flexibility down the road. And so if they do restructure Brandon Ayuk's contract, then it's probably going to be in such a way that it creates some cap room for this season. So uh, because of that, I, I don't think that they're going to... Um, uh, to be trading those guys. Anthony asks, uh, the team can't possibly keep all of the key players with the cap. Who is most likely to be traded? I've heard the likes of Armstead, Debo, Kittle, or Juice uh, may be on the way out. So again, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, cap number went up significantly. They've already released Isaiah Oliver, and that freed up some cap space. Um now, next season, 2025, could be totally different, especially when you're starting to look at having to pay Brock Purdy. Uh, but again, I don't expect them to uh, to trade any of their big-name players this season. Now, I have been surprised by that stuff before, so I, I didn't think that they would trade DeForest Buckner, and they did. But I think that was a little bit of a different situation, so we'll see. Nick asked... Uh, seems like a lot of veteran pass rushers will be available. Uh, Bosa, he's talking about Joey Bosa, Brian Burns, Khalil Mack, Danielle Hunter, um, Chase Young. Uh, who would be best for the 49ers to target? Well, I think that Joey Bosa and Brian Burns are the two edge rushers that you hear most 49ers uh, fans saying they would love to have. 
but I just don't think that the 49ers are going to be able to pay those big salaries. So I'm just not sure that they're going to pull off um, any of those big names from uh, Bosa or Burns or Khalil Mack or Daniil Hunter or Chase Young. Uh, again, I, I mentioned earlier that maybe Chase Young comes back for a, a, like on a prove it deal, uh, like a one year thing. Um, but if, if you're talking about paying these top notch pass rushers along with Nick Bosa and along with paying Debo Samuel, um, almost 29 million and paying George Kittle, what he's in, in, uh, and Trent Williams is, is 30 something thousand or 30 something million, um, this season. I just don't, uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, so if you're looking for a Javon Hargrave type, uh, splash, free agent, uh, signing at this position, uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen now. I also didn't think that it would happen last season with uh, Javon Hargrave, but it did. So, but I'm sticking with my my most likely free agent pickup at uh, at the edge position is going to be somebody like a Samson Ebicom, Charles Amenahu, Cleland Furl, those kinds of guys who have kind of been the second tier uh, guys who, who were able to come in and overperform and and then go off and, and make better money. And so those are the those are the kind of contracts that I would expect to see in free agency at this position uh for 2024. Uh, so Mar uh, Marcelo asked, do you believe the 49ers will win a Super Bowl with this team and coach? Sorry, I don't, sadly. Yes, I do believe the 49ers can win a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan as their head coach with this team as it's structured, they still have probably the best roster in football. Now we'll see what happens as the off season goes, how other teams reload, or if the 49ers do have to let anybody go. But as it currently stands, they have the best roster in, in the NFL. But the other reason is they've come really close, whether it was in 2019 or whether it was this past season where they came close to winning the Super Bowl or whether it was in 21 or 22 when they got all the way to the NFC championship game. You know, if, if you look at last season, uh, in the 2022 season where Brock Purdy tore his UCL in that uh, championship game, if that doesn't happen, maybe they beat the Eagles. Maybe they go on and beat the, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Who knows? But uh, I, I think they've come so close that I really do believe that uh, that they're going to eventually win one. So that's just my feeling. Um, Jason, what's up, man? Jason Massey in here, he says, I get a terrible feeling that B.A. and Jennings is going to be Defoe Armstead version two. So, uh, okay, so you're talking about when they kept Eric Armstead and traded away DeForest Buckner. So, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, are, are you thinking that they're going to keep Jennings and trade Ayuk or keep Ayuk uh, and get rid of Jennings? Um, I don't know. I I mean, I think that I think they're going to try and work out something with Brandon Ayuk. I think that they'll try with uh, Jawan Jennings. Worst case scenario is that they um, just you know tender him at uh, maybe a second round pick or third round pick or something like that, which would be expensive. 
But if somebody comes and, and decides that they want him, uh, then the 49ers can either match that or if they choose not to match it, then they would get. So f- for example, this, this is how it works. If they place a second round tender on Jawan Jennings and let's say the Patriots come in and, and say, we, we want him, we're going to pay him this much, then the 49ers have a chance to match that. If they do, then they get to keep Jawan Jennings at that price. If they don't, then uh, then the Patriots have to send a second round pick to the 49ers. So that's kind of how that works. They're definitely not going to put like a seventh round uh, value on him because he would easily get snatched up. I mean, this guy had a chance to be the Super Bowl MVP if things worked out. Like if, if Burford makes that block, Jawan Jennings was open, so was Brandon Ayuk. But if Burford makes that block, and Purdy hits uh, Jawan Jennings, and they score a touchdown, and somehow keep the Chiefs from scoring. Then who knows what happens? I, I mean, maybe uh, maybe Jawan Jennings is the Super Bowl MVP. That that would have been pretty crazy to have a guy who's not even a starter uh, win the Super Bowl MVP. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I, I would have been super happy. Uh, any 49er that wins, I'm going to be happy. Uh, because that means that the team has won. But either way, hey, that's all that I have for today uh, in this uh, edition of the 49ers Web Zone Mailbag and this episode of the 49ers Camelot Show. Thanks for uh, for for hopping in here with me. I'm hopefully going to be back next week uh, with a guest. Uh, I've got a, a few things that I'm working on, but uh, hopefully I'll be hearing back from somebody pretty soon. But uh as for the rest of this week, uh, maybe back in, maybe maybe not. But uh, thanks for watching. If you have a minute, please take a take the time to to like and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go hit that uh, that little bell. It'll tell you every time uh, I go live. If you're listening somewhere, wherever you get your audio podcast, please make sure that you rate and review. Uh, all of that good stuff really means a lot to all of us uh, that, that do the content creation stuff uh, means a lot to us. So thank you for uh, watching and uh, for supporting us like you do. Everybody have a great rest of your week.